15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter who lives and dies by his late-round sleeper picks. This is it, baby. Draft weekend. This is all the research that we did all offseason. It's all about to pay off this weekend and into this week if you haven't already done your drafts. This episode, we're finally hitting our sleeper. If you haven't tuned in to last episode yet, we talked about our draft strategy. We're now on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on YouTube or listening to us elsewhere, go ahead and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Please hit that subscribe button. Additionally, fckpodcast.com, where you can download our draft cheat sheets at fckpodcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And also our YouTube channel. Don't forget that, Paul. Also our YouTube channel, of course, which, which is kind of our OG at this point. But we've got a lot of listenership on that channel overall. Anthony, our sleepers this week, we're going to break it down in a couple ways for everybody. I'm going to start off with some sort of mid-round sleepers, guys that are going rounds 8, 9, 10. Anthony's going to hit on the late round sleepers. We'll call them the deep sleepers, rounds 12, 13, 14. And I'm going to give, we're going to end the episode where I'm going to give you my one lottery ticket, my one guy who is going undrafted in over 90% of leagues. And I think by the end of the year, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be on a roster in 99 plus percent of leagues. I'm dying to hear that one, Paul. <laughs> All right, man. Excited. So I'm going to start out with a player that is going as wide receiver 27 right now. I can't call him a sleeper. It's bad for me to call him a sleeper, but this is somebody that I have no doubt in my mind is going to finish as a top 12 receiver, but he's going as wide receiver 27, Stephon Diggs. He's going in round six and seven right now, which, which is absurd, right? Everybody's saying, oh, he's going to the Josh Allen offense where they don't throw it enough to feed him. In 2019, John Brown had over 1,000 receiving yards, 1,060 receiving yards. Are you telling me that Stephon Diggs isn't 30 times better than John Brown? Stephon Diggs is a top 10 talent. He is one of the five best route runners in the NFL. He had 1130 yards last year without feeling where he as a receiver, Diggs as a receiver, had more safety help, more double coverage than any receiver in the NFL. I don't understand how Stephon Diggs isn't a fourth-round pick. And if you follow our RB-heavy draft strategy, taking three running backs to start, Stephon Diggs is going to be there fourth and fifth round for you to snap, snatch up, even in the sixth. So I'm starting with Stephon Diggs. Again, I know that's not a sleeper, but I am taking him in every draft right now. Paul, that's really a sound strategy. And one, one thing I'd like to mention about that, and then I'll, I'll kick it right back to you, with Stephon Diggs is Cousins had like – he has a pretty okay arm, pretty good. Allen's got a cannon, does he not? Cannon. Absolute cannon. So, I mean, dude, you, you draft him in a, in a draft that rewards, you know, long touchdowns. I mean, he was doing that in Minnesota to begin with. But if you get him on some go routes, he really did not have a vertical down-the-field threat last year. Certainly not like, as I like to call him, Stefan Urkel. <laughs> well said, Ant. Next player, you and I have been pounding the table on this guy all offseason. Nobody's hearing us, apparently, because he's dropped from wide receiver 31 to wide receiver 37. 
Brandon Cooks, okay? How is he dropping still? I don't understand. Here's what doesn't make any sense to me, Ant. Consensus is Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback. He doesn't have a tight end. Yes, David Johnson and and, uh, Duke Johnson can catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit. But where else is he going to go? How is he going to be a top five quarterback, which everybody thinks he is, if he doesn't have wide receivers to throw to? Well, he has two talented ones, but they're ranked at 33 and 37. And the guy ranked at 33, Will Fuller, who is a tremendous downfield talent, is hurt 75% of the year. So tell me the world in which in which the Sean Watson is a top five quarterback and Brandon Cooks is not a top 15 or 20 receiver. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I think it could be, Paul? It's it's and I mentioned it when we first started talking about him. He has been so overvalued the last few years by people that maybe it's it's just bouncing the other way now. But you know what? That's to our advantage for us in the know for this year. We can steal this dude and have a borderline number one wide receiver in late, late rounds. Totally agree, man. Look, I think it's – again, tune into the prior episodes, five straight seasons of over 1,050 yards. Last year, yes, he got behind Woods and Cup, but that was only because he had a concussion-riddled season. Those guys are running the underneath stuff, and Cooks was running the deep routes, and that offensive line was so bad last year that we didn't get to see the deep throws. So grab Cooks this year. I, I can't say enough about him. He's a, we've been all over him all offseason. My next mid to late round sleeper guy, he's going in round nine or ten. He's the wide receiver number 39. He was on my sleeper list last year. He's on my sleeper list the year before that. Jamison Crowder. Okay. It's 17 targets in his first game with Darnold. He was dealing with injury. Darnold had mono for six games. This is a guy, my best comparable for Jamison Crowder is Julian Edelman. They, if you watch them, they really are really similar route runners. They're, they're two of the five best in the league at running short routes, like a whip or a drag or an underneath, but then knowing what their quarterback is looking at, and sitting in the hole. Jamison Crowder is a PPR monster. He did it in Washington under multiple quarterbacks. He's going to do it again under Sam Darnold. You know, Paul, I, I think that's actually a pretty good move, especially from the simple logic of he's basically going to be the number one receiver for the Jets this year. And I don't know what his ADP is off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know exactly where he's going, but – it's certainly in the later rounds. And if you can get a team's number one receiver, I don't care what team it is, late in the draft, that's a good thing because by volume, you'll have a startable guy. Yeah, look, there, there's an argument to be said that Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims have the bigger upside, right? They're, they're more talented, uh, athletic, big, big play receivers on the outside. But Crowder in the slot – is a no-brainer PPR machine. Next mid-ground guy, Ant, Antonio Gibson. Look, Adrian Peterson, who runs like a baby horse giraffe, as Christopher Harris says, is gone. I didn't think he was going to do much anyway. He looked old and slow last year. Antonio Gibson's the guy now. Bryce Love is there. Some people really like him. Peyton Barber's there as the veteran presence. 
Uh, J.D. McKissick is there as the third down guy. Antonio Gibson is going to be the workhorse. There is going to be a split, but in round nine, it is absolutely worth taking a shot on a number one running back. I cite my Michael Turner argument from a previous episode where Michael Turner's first year in Atlanta, he was the last running back off the board. By the end of the season, he was the RB3. It is always, always, always worth taking a start, a guy who we think is a starting running back before you take any of these late round backups. Again, running back talent thins quickly after run three. If you're looking for value, look for Antonio Gibson in round nine. All right, Anthony, let's move it on your end of the spectrum. You've done a pretty good job over the years of finding guys in rounds 11, 12, 13 at the end of the draft. I want to hear who you have. Well, let me tell you something, Paul. No guts, no glory. I'm swinging for the fences. These are either going to be guys that really pay off or really don't. But the beauty is if they don't, you're, you're wasting a 12th round pick or a 13th or 14th or 15th round pick. It's not the end of the world if you miss. So that's why I like taking my shots. And I'm going to take a bold one right off the bat. I'm going to go Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Uh, is he healthy? <laughs> he, believe it or not, he's actually healthy. Okay. His ADP is 151 right now, which is the 16th round. So, I mean, there could even be very thin leagues where he's not getting drafted. But he's having a good camp. He's healthy. He can still fly. And somebody's got to be a downfield threat to Carson Wentz. And nobody, and I mean nobody, gets down the field like Deshaun Jackson. So I really, really like him. I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one, but he could be a pretty solid wide receiver too. My next guy, I give you a running back, and, and really, Paul, it was you that kind of turned me on and, and set my radar off on this, and that's Zach Moss. <laughs> so, okay. word, word on the street is he's getting close to, if not already, overtaking Devin Singletary as RB1 in Buffalo. His ADP is 118.6. That's late 12th round again. At that point, you're looking for guys that are going to get touches. He's going to get touches. He's worst case scenario. He's going to get a majority of the touches. More importantly, he's going to get the goal line touches. So even if he's not the clear cut number one, he's a guy that you can stash and can be an RB two at RB three or RB four value. Yeah, look, this is a guy we haven't talked about at all. I had uh, Devin Singletary as my RB17 on the cheat sheet. Zach Moss has had a really impressive camp. Third rounder out of Utah, I believe. He's about the same size as Singletary. I think Singletary's 5'8", Zach Moss is 5'9", which doesn't make either of them a fantastic goal line back, but apparently Zach Moss has looked better on the goal line. Look, if although his ADP is really low, that he was going so low in the earlier drafts that it averaged out to maybe being 12th round. He's going a little earlier than that, just advising for those that are 
buying into the Zach Moss hype, which frankly, I'm, I'm on the fence. It's a possibility he totally overtakes Singletary. So I would, you know, I would even start looking at Zach Moss in round nine or 10 if he's there. And I'm with you. Yeah. There's some talent there and, and he could overtake Singletary. And if he does look out. Yeah. He's worth a round nine pick. I'm with you. Yeah. So moving on to my number one, (laughs) I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit from the last episode, but CD lamb. Yeah. I I had a feeling this would be on your list. Well, I got to be honest with you, Paul going into the, the, the beginning of draft season, I thought C.D. Lamb was going to be drafted really high. If anything, I thought he was going to be drafted ahead of Michael Gallup. He's being drafted right now 127.3. That's the end of the 13th round. Before I get into all his qualities and whatnot, I just want to start with he is having an awesome training camp. In fact... The Dallas Cowboys beat writers last week voted on ranking the wide receivers in training camp. Guess who was number one, Paul? Was it C.D.? It was C.D. Lamb, ahead of Amari Cooper, ahead of Michael Gallup. That's saying something. Now let me go a little deeper into it here. He's got the pedigree. Only generational wide receiver prospects in Dallas get number 88. He's got it, okay? I know there's competition. I just love the way he's looked. I've watched his tape after he got drafted, and my God, he he just looks like the reincarnation of Michael Irvin to me. (laughs) I honestly believe, I honestly believe he's going to get 1,000 yards, and I think he's going to score five touchdowns. And at the end of the 13th round, that is absolutely absurd, insane value. And if you're in a dynasty league, you need to move and get this guy. He was one of my two favorite receivers coming out of the draft. Judy was number one. Uh, Ruggs has the upside potential in Oakland, but in classic Davis fashion, they took the, you know, the speedy guy. He's got all the tools on film. He's not as versatile and refined as Judy is, but he's just really talented. He's he's He might be the most athletic uh, and have the best ball skills out of all the guys in this class. And yeah. I could absolutely see it where, you know, look, a thousand res- receiving yards, sure, it's possible. But, uh, you know, I think even in round 13, 12, 11, this is a guy who is worth snatching up here. Yeah, and to your, to your point, Paul, going into the draft, I was a Jerry Judy guy. That was the guy I wanted. And then in typical John Elway fashion, he likes to sabotage the Cowboys. I don't know why. He just he loves to do it. He, he took Paxton Lynch instead of, like, making a trade to the Cowboys a few years ago. Then he takes Jerry Judy, who was my guy. Then I watched the tape on C.D. Lamb, and I was like, you know what? This is going to work out. <laughs> so, All right, now you know we, we're up to the thing I'm really excited for, Paul, and that is your lottery picks. So let her rip, buddy. Who do you got? For my lottery ticket, Anthony, 
this year's Darren Waller is going to be Scotty Miller of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, who's Scotty Miller, Paul? Scotty Miller is from Bowling Green University. Same conference as Kent State, by the way, where Julian Edelman went to school. He was a guy that I saw play a little bit last year. There's a little bit of film on him with famous, heinous Jameis, your boy. He is the speedy slot guy. He is the Julian Edelman of the Buccaneers. He was number six on the depth chart to start the preseason. I've had him on my sleeper list on the draft cheat sheet since preseason started because there is tape on him. This isn't a complete unknown. And as I suspected he would, he beat out, you know, Justin Watson and Bobo Wilson and three or four other guys. He's going to be Tom Brady's Julian Edelman in the Tampa Bay offense. If you're in a PPR league, take this guy at the end of your draft. He's good for 75, 80 catches this year. Yeah, I like, I like that take, Paul, because people are saying that, oh, you know, maybe Brady's arm strength is ca- is compromised. If that's the case, then he's going to have to go back to that underneath stuff. And, yeah, a slot guy has always had a great deal of success with Tom Brady, so that should work out. Here's my bold prediction to cap this off. I think Chris Godwin is going to have a great year, 100 catches, 1,300-plus yards. I think Scotty Miller gets more receptions than Mike Evans this year. That's a bold statement. That is bold. Okay. So um, if we got a little bit of time here, I just want to go over a couple of quarterbacks. Um, Paul, you mentioned him a while back, but Big Ben. Yeah, love it. Great flyer pick as a, as a backup quarterback. Well, an update since then, that he's having a really good camp. And most importantly, his elbow, which he had repaired with surgery over the offseason, the surgery has clearly gone phenomenally. He says he's healthier now, and so is the team saying this. He's healthier now than he's been in the last five years. So a healthy, motivated, and most importantly of all, more mature Ben Roethlisberger, which is the most amazing thing I've heard is that he's matured. My God, look out. If he stays healthy, he's – forget it. He is an absolute QB1, and he's going – his ADP is well over 140. That's in the 15th round to undrafted, depending on your league. That, look, I, that's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. Look, I said in a previous episode, if you take Ben Roethlisberger's 2018 stats and put them into 2019, Ben Roethlisberger – would have been the QB number two behind Lamar Jackson last year. Yeah. yeah. He is absolutely worth a shot as your backup quarterback. Look, I'm only saying backup quarterback because you'll get him at that value in that round, round 12 or whatever. But he may end up as your full-time starter. One other guy I want to talk about, and this is a stretch, and he's really only going to be probably – a high-end QB2. If you're in a two-QB league, he's worth a flyer just based off of his ADP. Derek Carr. 
it's so, not terrible. It's well. Let, let me let me explain a couple of things here, if you will. Last year he had a career best in yards per attempt, seven point nine. He completed seventy percent of his passes. He threw for for over four thousand yards, and he had a th- nearly a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. His ADP is exactly one hundred and sixty nine. He is behind Ryan Tannehill, who's at 159.3, Drew Locke, who is at 165.6, and Tua, who has yet to throw a pass in the NFL, 167.8. And let us not forget Gardner Minshew. I mean, Gardner Minshew, he's (laughs) 166.5. Well, do you want to know who he's barely ahead of in ADP right now, Derek Carr? Go ahead. Okay. Colin Kaepernick is 169.7. Now, politics aside, he's not even on a roster. I'm going to just leave it at that. And he's barely behind a seven-year starting quarterback. That's wild. That is wild, dude. I'll, I'll give you one more thing in support of what you're saying. Out of all quarterbacks who played at least 12 games last year, he had the highest completion percentage in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really feel he's a very safe QB2 that you can get in that third to last round of the draft very easily, or you may even be able to get him even off the waiver wire and, and you've got a solid backup quarterback. That's good stuff. Ant. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed our sleeper episode. If you haven't already done so, please smash that subscribe button, whether it's on Apple podcasts or on YouTube at FCK podcast on Instagram or on Twitter. And lastly, if you're drafting this week, best of luck to you. Go to our website. Get that fantasy uh, football cheat sheet that we made for you guys. We've had a couple dozen guys use it already. They said it's really helped them in their drafts.